Sometimes it's time to schedule a conversation and to have an outline. And sometimes it's just time to talk. This episode is just a rant, just a conversation about what I see, what I feel, what I hear, and how I feel about it. It's about my progress. It's about my recovery. It's about teaching yourself new ways of coping. It's about learning new ways of coping. It's about knowing your strength. It's about learning your strength. All in all, this episode is just a conversation and just a rant, and I hope you enjoy. Here marks episode 5 of Imbue Podcast. This one is just a little bit of a rant. Just an honest conversation. I hope you enjoy. Looking forward to speaking with you. Hello. Hoping everybody's having a great week. Just feeling like getting on here and spewing a bunch of nonsense. and Well, not nonsense, but just talking randomly about a few things that... um were just on my mind, I suppose, anything that was on my mind. Um, I look outside today and I see how beautiful it is and, you know, the sun is shining, everything is green, the kids are out, people are walking about wearing sweatshirts because I'm in Canada, so when this time comes around, like when we're done our like 12 months of of winter, or 11 months of winter, (laughs) we... We really celebrate it. It's a big deal. Um, so, you know, I, I look outside and I see that and I see so much life and it just makes me want to be a part of it. It makes me want to be out in it. And, you know, I might go for a walk. I might, I'm thinking about it. Um, but it's just, it's so gorgeous. And more than anything right now, I wish I could be walking my dog. Um... I'm not going to cry through this. My dog's in a kennel right now because I um, was diagnosed with bipolar in January, but I had gone through I had gone through um, a lot of delusions since last year. So I unfortunately didn't um, wasn't able to keep my dog with me, um, also because he was too large for my parents' building. Um, so he's he's been there for some time. But getting outside, there's nothing. There's nothing like getting outside with him. He walks like a dream. He's such a good boy. He makes me feel strong and protected. And I miss him. I really, really miss him. And when this kind of weather comes around, like it's about him and I. And he's not here right now. And that makes me feel. Like I'm missing a limb. Like phantom limb syndrome. (laughs) Because he's not here. I wish he was. I wish we could go down to what we call Mississauga Valley. And walk through the park and go up in in the trees and... He loves going up there, and he always would pull me to this one place that he liked to go because I always would take him off leash, and I'd throw him a stick or throw him a ball. We had a really good time. He's such a good boy. 
but alas, at least it's a good day, you know, I'm going to get him back, um, I'm going to get him back, so I, I'm not, I'm sad he's not here, but I have to remind myself that I will have him back, which is the most important thing. You know, it's sometimes so easy for us to be upset and be sad in the moment about something that we can't enact change on at that time. It's so easy to get to that place and to be, pardon me, to be feeling at a loss and to, and then the next thing you know, we're in low mood or we're in the we're in um, a depressive state because you know what we brought ourselves there it's so easy to do and I had to learn not to do that to myself I had to learn to say hey I can't I can't fix this right now but there's a time coming that then that I'll be able to do so excuse me <clears throat> I was glitching it's funny how many things that we have to relearn about ourselves or coping mechanisms we have to relearn or learn um, after we're diagnosed and after we're medicated. I think a lot of the time, too, and this is not trigger warning, by the way, and this is not for anybody to go off their, med- their meds. I, I'm not a doctor. I am not a physician of any sort. But I'm telling you, do not go off of your medications unless your doctor's your doctors are talking to you about that kind of thing that's that's strictly prohibitive <laughs> so like i said stay on your meds but our medications tend to have those effects on us and have our, those effects on our emotions and how we process especially the mood stabilizers um, the mood stabilizers they kind of make us thick and slow us down and they make emotional things bigger than they are, I think. And when that happens, we're just, I was going to say, we're just stardust. Um, we're just so emotional. We, we, we can't control it. It just overtakes us. It, 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 it's overwhelming. And that's when that depressive mood starts or that low mood starts or what have, what have you. It's hard to maintain sometimes, you know, we, we, we get out of it and there, there, we, there are coping, there are coping mechanisms that you can learn as well to get out of it also. I tend to go for, like I, I said before on my, on my, um, my Instagram, I, Instagram, Instagram, I go for gratitude. I say, I say out loud what I'm thankful for, four things if I can in the morning of what I'm thankful for. And then that, I find, gets me, it counteracts the feelings that I have and gets me back in a mood of, I have these things to be grateful for. These things make me happy. These things are present in my life. And it gets me back to the now. And breathing, breath work is so important. I, I know that it sounds so silly and we're also oh, breath work when I'm feeling low mood, pish posh, that kind of thing. But breathing is what we do it keeps us alive and if we're doing big healthy fulfilling rich breaths and doing them mindfully it really does help 
I find that when I'm about to feel sad or I'm about to feel low mood or I, I get anxiety, if I just take one really deep, rich breath and hold it and then let it out, like a big sigh, like a, I'll, I'll do one for everybody to hear, like a, one of those, instantly, I feel a ton better. It doesn't, I know, I know we want to say maybe just a little bit, but a ton better. You know, you can be on your way down into that rabbit hole, or you can be on your way up back into the sunshine. And I'd rather acknowledge that I feel that little bit that I feel, it, I'd rather acknowledge that as a lot than, than acknowledge it as a little, because that's glass half, that's glass half empty thinking. The opposite, I mean, glass half full thinking is what I, what I try to do. And it's not always easy when we're low mood or when we're depressive or when we're on our way to that. It, it, it's not, it's not always easy on an everyday basis. And I find that it's so much easier now to be pessimistic, like even about myself, like when people tell me that I do really well or I'm doing really good at something, I find it so easy to just, just say thanks or even sometimes not to say thank you. I just say, oh yeah. You know, or I just, I don't accept it the way that I should. I, I think that it's because I feel, I feel like I should be doing better. You know, when, when we have mental, mental illness come into our lives, our lives change drastically. You know, things happen, things fall apart. It's it's an intense situation. It and no one really understands. Everybody thinks that we go into the hospital, we take some pills, we come out and we're better. It's not how it works. I'm still stabilizing. I'm what I would call at this phase of imperceptible, but it's imperceptible relative to like my stabilization as far as my medication is imperceptible relative to what I know right now as opposed to what I used to feel months ago which I can now not fully remember so I have to rely on my mom telling me hey you know you're at 80% I think I ask her that so I know where I am at in terms of getting back to me because like I said to like I say all the time there's a light at the end of the tunnel and I'm still looking for the light. I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm plugging along. You know, that's, that's all we can do. But the thing is, you got to have hope. It's so easy to be hopeless and to feel hopeless. I hope I'm not triggering anybody. I, it, it, it's so easy to, to go that route, but we're mental health warriors. We fight. Okay, so fight to be hopeful. I'm pausing because I'm trying not to cry. Fight to be hopeful. <laughs> Fight to be positive. Fight to be strong. We are warriors, but we, you know, we, we still got to fight to be strong. You know, fight to be grateful. Fight to take a deep breath. And feel 
a lot better even though it's a little. It's better than not feeling better. Right? That's funny to me that, that we go the, the thought of us just going into the hospital and coming out and we're we're better. I remember my brother tried to help me out and try to get me a job, which was very nice of him, um, doing construction and I I I thought that I could do it. I thought that I could do it and at that time I could barely walk like when I got actually got out of the mall out of the mall. When I actually got out of the hospital and I like came home, I could barely stand up long enough to to walk in the mall with my mom I would be exhausted I'd have to come home early even now I'm still like I still have to make up how I'd say I still have to make up that endurance that I I did I had before I, I went to a yoga class yesterday and I've said this before but um I kept up <laughs> um but I still have tremors. I still have tremors in my left hand. You know, like some, like I'm not, like I, I didn't get through the whole thing. I had to stop sometimes and take a take a breath of a, a, a breath of fresh air. Well, hot air because it was hot yoga. I had to you know, stop and get some water, wipe my face off, take a break. That that happens, you know. And I saw other people doing it too, which made me feel great because it made me feel human. You have to remember that, I think, with all of this, that we're still human. You know, I couldn't have lifted a brick. I couldn't have lifted a beam. I couldn't have done anything at that time when he was offering me or trying to help me get a job. But I thought I could. I thought I could. But it's it's surreal how we don't really realize how much of ourselves we are not and that's mentally and physically when we're going through this process and I don't think a lot of people understand it as well like I said people think that we go in there they're like okay here's some pills and then we come out and we're like yeah I'm good <laughs> I'm myself again just medicated no there's a thick fog to go through. There's a thick fog to go through, and it's tough, but we made it. We're going through it, you know? I would be so interested to hear from people that have been medicated for years and how they're doing. I'd be so interested. You know, like... It's the road to recovery and it's being able to walk farther, you know, or stand up longer. I remember when I could barely stand up for, for like two minutes. It was so exhausting to me. I had to go lay down. Like I, I, I just, I couldn't stand up long enough. My legs would feel so weak. And now I can go to a yoga class and contend. That took me from what? From January, January, February, March, April, May, five months. Five months to be able to do that. 
And the thing about it is, which I'm pretty proud of, I didn't question myself at all when I did it, when I signed up. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sign up for this class. I'm going to sign up for this intro class thing, this package, and I'm just going to do it. I didn't question myself for a second. When I got there, I was a little bit nervous, and I have to admit, I was a little bit nervous, but it was so nice to feel that and feel and feel it normally. You know, like, when I felt nervous back in the day, like, back in, let's say, like, February, March, my legs wouldn't stop moving from the abilify, I, I couldn't, I couldn't keep my, my, my body still, like, I felt like I had little worms going through, all through my legs and my arms, and, I mean, now I still feel like some, you know, some effects from it, some after effects, but... They're going away. They're going away. I haven't been on Abilify since... I think since March. But... It's like, wow, how times change, you know? How time just passes. How things change. And... I've changed. And for the better. And people keep telling it to me and... I say thanks, but I don't, I don't accept it. And I still can't get why that is. It could be imposter syndrome, which is a conversation I'm going to have with a delightful woman named Polly very soon. It could be that I, I'm not looking at myself. I'm on the inside of the box, so I, I, I'm not looking at myself. I'm not watching myself do this. It's just, it's just happening for me. I wish I could say I'm proud of myself, and in some ways I am. In some ways I am proud of myself you know I got out of the hospital in February and then I went to a hospice a, like a halfway house it was kind of like a shelter because my mom was still coming to terms with everything and I don't resent her for that I, I can't it just makes me really emotional but I'm getting better with that, too. I'm getting better with things that make me emotional. My dog is a different story. <laughs> but, um... And then in March, I came back home. So, I was in... I think it was March 16th. So, I was in the hospital for just over a month. I was in this hospice for just about three weeks. Okay? So let's say two months, and I got a job. I got a job. A full-time job. It was work from home, but I was doing it. I was emotionless and, and flat and depressive every, every single day. But I got up every single day and did this job. And then eventually... I got the job that I really wanted. So I ended up leaving this other job for the job that I really wanted. 
which I still have and I and I love and I appreciate and I you know hope I'm doing well um, I hope I'm doing well um, but then I got that job two jobs and I was still a husk I was still not me And I had to interview and laugh and, you know, make nice and I could barely feel anything. And then from there, I started doing yoga every single morning, every single morning. I missed one day. I miss one day of yoga. And I think it was because I, I woke up late and I couldn't do it for that day. Or no, 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 no. It was a it was a soft day that I was like, I'm not doing this. I want to do the hard days. <laughs> but progress looks so different from the inside. I wonder what it looks like from the outside. I wonder what people look and see when they see me when they see me having my job when they see me doing yoga when they see me going to a, a yoga class going outside by myself for the second time I know it sounds so silly it sounds like nothing but such a big deal for me and you know what I think I needed this podcast to really feel proud of myself. I am proud of myself. And I can see the progress that I've made. Pat myself on the back. Left shoulder. Still sore. Still sore from yesterday. <laughs> But I have done so much and I'm still healing, I'm still recovering, I'm still, I'm still on my journey. And I'm still doing my best. That's all I can do. Pardon me for just one second. close the door but I think that I think that if you suffer from imposter imposter syndrome as well or you know you can't you can't look at yourself and, and say that hey look at what I've done and be proud of it I think that maybe writing it down or even recording it might be something helpful, just talking about your journey, talking about what you've gone through, what you've been through, and where you're at now. You know, talking about your major feats, because I know that you have, I know that you have them. 
you know that you have them too, but you're probably like me and you just need to feel them from yourself because people can look at you and tell you how you're doing or what you're doing or what what have you, but it it's them telling you that you, you, you don't necessarily feel it the way that you would feel it if you commend yourself and you do it out loud. You can write it down too. But I I really feel like saying it to yourself might be cathartic. I've come so far, and I know that you have too. Give yourself the commendation. Give yourself the pat on the back. And give yourself the time to heal and recover and see it as just that because that's exactly what we're doing. And I know the medication's rough and I know that the side effects are rough too. But you'll find your way in between them and, and you gotta you you gotta hydrate. I can't knock that enough or say that enough. Like you have to hydrate. If you're not hydrating in your body you're not, it's not about dulling the medication, it's about keeping your body in homeostasis. Homeostasis, homeostasis, tomato, tomato. But <laughs> that's what it's about. So drink a lot of water, drink a lot of fluids, keep yourself hydrated, eat well, take care of yourself, move your body. And it doesn't have to be a yoga class. It can be a walk around the block. And if that's too far right now, it can be a walk from one end of your house to the next. You can go, if you're in a building, you can go downstairs in the building and come back upstairs. Whatever it is, get out there. Do stuff. Live your life. Progress. Don't hold yourself back and don't be afraid. I know a lot of us with bipolar disorder, especially bipolar one. I know there's a lot of things that maybe you did or you said that you forgot and there's shame and there's fear and there's guilt. I've been through that. I mean, I remember everything, which is apparently some sort of anomaly, but um, you, you can't walk around with that guilt, that fear and that shame. You've got to let it go. And you gotta, if you, if you can, make amends. If people are going to walk away, they're going to walk away. If they're going to stay in your life, well, God bless them. Or whoever you believe in, or whatever you believe in, just bless them. Be grateful for them. And be grateful for the people that walk out too, because they show you exactly who they are. While we're like this, it's okay to admit that other people have bad character. We make mistakes. They make mistakes. It happens. But get past that fear. Get past that shame. Get past that guilt. And get outside. Go for a walk. Go to the mall. Go to a store that you like. Go to a restaurant you like. 
if you can't go to one of those or something you like, go someplace new. There's always options. But I'm going to end this little rant here. Thank you so much for listening. This, I guess, marks the fifth episode of Imbue Podcast. Just a little rant. Thank you for listening. Stay well.